You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi kids, welcome in. It is that time again. Time for another edition of Scatter Shooting. Hi there, I'm Randy Renner. And I am Jeremy Griffin. This is the show where we are, at least so far, allowed to talk about anything. And everything, really. Worldly. And not of this world. And that is where we will begin today. But well, technically, actually, we're going to begin with me oiling up this holster. Oh, oh well, I was going to say technically, we're it, it is of this world that we're going to talk. It's just out of this world now. Oh. But yes, you are. You're, you baked a, a holster. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's what happens when it's the prices of when the prices of turkey go through the roof. That's right. And we, you've got some spare holsters around, and uh, you have to do some practice uh, practice cooking before Thanksgiving. And you know, um, holster is this is a leather holster, and leather's made of cow. And uh, yeah, is that barbecue sauce you're dabbing uh, onto it there? Uh, nope. It's it no. I don't think I think ingesting that would be bad. Probably that would yeah. be my guess. This is uh, it's actually eating your holster would oil. probably be bad also, but that's probably so. Just yeah, a guess I uh, well. so yeah, I'm cooking the holster because I, I got this. So here's the deal, and why this is even terribly it's not relevant to anyone listening but still it's scatter shooting <laughs> most of this show isn't relative that is relevant to anybody that is truth <laughs> no so what happened is i got this uh i got a firearm that is really unique and therefore not a lot of holsters made for it i found this particular holster it had to ship to me from turkey well, speaking of turkey yes speaking yes turkey. So you were baking your holster from, from turkey. turkey when we have a shortage of turkeys turkey, exactly. for thanks it's amazing it's how all things just kind of dovetail together um yeah and so since it's from turkey my point in saying that besides the interesting irony is uh getting it is not easy the the um, and let me rephrase it. I can get a, a holster here in Oklahoma, in uh, the USA, but it costs, for this particular firearm, it costs about $300 for the holster, which is too much for me to pay. And this one costs 50 bucks. So uh, Much more economical. Much more economical. The downside is, and it, it fit the gun very well, too well, and so... Um, what I ended up having to do is reshape the holster a little bit, and to reshape it, what you have you, to bake it. Well, that's the last part. <laughs> you get it wet first. So I soaked it in water, got it all pliable, and then I baked it. And oh. the baking process pulls all that moisture out, kind of shrinks it back down. And so I reshaped it a little bit, and it works great. The reshaping worked fantastic, and it happened relatively quickly. It's quick because of the baking. Most people just let it air dry, and that's not my style you know it's uh, a shame uh that we don't have ditto cams in this uh <laughs> I know, studio right? so that people could watch what you're what, what you're doing yeah uh, over there on it's your side of the table yes yeah i'm using uh i'm using actually gun oil to to oil that leather back down and uh it looks really good i think oil up look it so? looks very good yeah. yes i really wouldn't want to you know it's kind of a cranberry color almost looks like it is kind yeah. of staying with our turkey dinner exactly. theme yeah uh, you know and before i oiled it it was kind of a stuffing color <laughs> it was all dry and crusty and so yeah <laughs> Yeah, again, sticking with the theme. Yeah. I guess cranberry, we could have gone with red wine. 
It's, you know, you can always go with red wine. I mean, just fundamentally. I mean, we're drinking Pennsylvania Dutch, but red wine works. Oof. I mean, you know, hey. Man, and listen, for all you guys listening, if you if you like eggnog, get Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog. Just go to your local liquor well, store and just get it. Hopefully. If it's still there, yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Between you and I, we probably bought Byron's out. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there are shortages uh, everywhere yeah. of... Uh, not only that, I'm sure, but probably a lot of other things. You know, I I didn't notice it. Uh, you know, when I was in there last week, I didn't go today. But uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about because of the supply chain. The supply chain is impacting liquor, also. Fortunately, not those imported from Kentucky and Tennessee yeah. here to Oklahoma. It's as a little much. easier to get it but from Kentucky. Scotch. Right and uh, Irish whiskey hmm. are uh, you know there were uh, that's a problem some uh, shortages around the country of of that and empty shelves in liquor stores in certain places of certain products. How about that? Mostly from Scotland, Ireland, you know right. some of those places. And for those who know me, scotch is my relaxing drink of choice. Yeah. And uh, Dimple Pinch is uh, really good. high on the list. Johnny Walker Black is still yes. very strong. But uh, I don't have either of those right now, and it's all right. The Pennsylvania Dutch Eggnog's fantastic, and it's all about the, the ritual of it all, you know, about the mellowness of it all. Sitting on the back porch, sun going down sipping on a nice uh, you know it, 12 it's, year old scotch yes and it's interesting you or say that uh, because that is kind of I mean that is kind of has become kind of one of my things is sitting on the porch sipping some scotch or bourbon watching the the sun go down and what's I find almost weird about it <laughs> <laughs> is that when the sun is out, you know, when it's not cloudy. Right. Or where, where it's partly cloudy, but you know, when you can see the sun going down, that's when I'm out there. Yeah. If it is a fully cloudy day. You don't go, do you? No. I don't either. I don't go. Even though right now, a fully cloudy day, kind of the temperature is yeah. pretty nice. Right. But you want to watch the sun. Right. There's, yes, there's something very spiritual right. about and what we're And I don't, about. not only, and here, here's the the other point to this, not only do I not go out, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna go out to watch the set, but I'm, I'm, I don't drink scotch or bourbon either. Right. I mean, I don't just, well, I'll, you know, I'll just stay in the house and sip my uh, scotch or a bourbon. I don't do it at all. Right. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of the thing is to go out there and, watch the sun go down and have you know put a couple of uh, lawn chairs together put my feet up kick back put my headphones on listen to some music or a podcast or a talk show or something like that usually it's some music or a, a ball game a baseball game and sit there for a little while and have some whiskey but uh you know i don't i don't do that when when it's not that way yeah Isn't that weird i yeah i mean a little seems, weird kind of seems like it yeah well i said at the at the very beginning of this i said right. you know this is something that might be kind of weird it is kind of weird but that's the way and i'm probably 
We have some kind of some clouds in and out. We may have some severe weather yeah. later today. I'm, I'm kind of hoping for it. Uh, I always hope for it. I know. Yeah. What does that say about me? Does it say anything? Well, I like severe weather too. Well, I okay, then like what's the, it say about you? <laughs> that I'm an idiot. Okay, well, uh, that sucks for but me. But, you know, I mean, I've done a <laughs> lot of that kind of, you know, I'm fascinated by that. Right. And especially, you know, now that I'm even more intrigued because I have that that nifty uh, radar app that I have, the uh, Radar Omega. Which, oh yeah, you love that. Thing. Yes, I have a I have a philosophical question for you, I, and we are going to talk about the moon in a minute. I promise. But um, my philosophical question: I had a friend of mine that uh, accidentally discharged his firearm recently, and this is common. I, in fact, of all the people I know who own guns, so far I'm the only one I know that hasn't actually done that. Everyone I've, I've ever known that has a gun, to my knowledge, has done it, um, and. I've, it's just a matter of time before I accidentally do it. So, but if the, if you follow the three rules of safety, no one gets hurt. Uh, something Alec Baldwin didn't do. Um, also, also, um, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. So, <clears throat> what I was going to ask you though, yes, is is talking about the the topic of conversation has come up with people uh, about carrying a gun there's been a lot of people in the wake of all that's happened in this country over the last couple of years a lot of new gun owners have come well have become gun owners a lot of right. new people right and so the conversation that comes up often with their spouses whether it's a man or a woman is um the you know what does it mean to take another person's life you know like processing through that and i want to get your take on this because i was thinking about it you, you were just talking about so we were talking about severe weather. It made me think of it because, you know, I started to say, well, you've lived your life. You know, if severe weather comes and does something, you're like, yeah, I've lived my life. And and into that end, I think there's some some process of thought that goes into taking another person's life versus allowing yourself your own life to be taken. Because when you're talking about guns and self-defense, you're talking about the ability or the willingness to take another human's life. Now, for me, I... I'm willing to save my life over them taking it. There's no question. Um, I have a family to take care of. I actually enjoy my life, so that's a big part of it. <laughs> but yes. if that wasn't, right, if you take that out of the equation, I have family that I need to look after, and I am their chief protector, so I need to stay in that role. But I think about people who haven't, um, and ha I could see, I guess my question to you is, being a person whose kids are grown and out of the house, um, just barely. I mean, I know your daughter's, she's in college, but she doesn't live with you. Right. And she's living on her own. Um, your son just got married. And he's moved off to out of and state. And he's out of state. Yeah. Now, short of the fact that you don't, you don't have to, or get to play with grandkids yet, and you probably want to do that. But outside of that, do you find yourself in a position, if you were to put yourself in the self-defense type role, that it would be more challenging or less challenging for you to go ahead and yield to let yourself go or would you still fight tooth and nail to make sure you didn't die over somebody trying to kill you over you taking another person's life well uh it, it would you know i mean it would depend upon the circumstances. circumstances uh i mean i might be willing to let my life go if i had been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic uh, cancer and i right. had a month to live and i was in pain and i was just ready to be done i, I might not uh, but i volunteer uh, to help you with that if you ever need to all right i will if you other ever want to go <laughs> other than that yeah no 
I would not hesitate. Uh, that's you good. know, as long as I now I don't own a firearm. Yeah, but if but you I know did, people who do, I know people who do. <laughs> I know people who own lots of them. Right, and uh, and and you know, sometimes it's difficult to talk precisely about things that are hypothetical. Right, you, it's. Hard I would to do like it, right? to think. Yeah, that if somebody was breaking into my house and threatening to kill me uh, or certainly a member of my family that I would not hesitate yeah. to blow them away. I don't think you would. And I think you'd do it in a heartbeat. Because, no, you know, I don't want, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of uh, getting shot and killed or stabbed right. or, you know, whatever. And certainly if anyone was, if I was in a situation where if I had a firearm, and I had it on on me, on my person, and I happened to be out with my, with the friend, my ex-wife, my daughter, my son, my family, and there was a situation when somebody threatened uh, them. You know, I I wouldn't hesitate. Right. Or if somebody tried to break into a place where we were, and uh, no, I you know now I might say, if you come in here, there's not just me here. My buddy Smith and Wesson right. are both here with me. That's right. You know, I, you know, you would, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't look forward to killing somebody, but if the threat is there, I would not hesitate. That's yeah. what I would like to think. Now, you know, actually being faced with it, I don't know. Who knows? I think this is why it's important people own a really expensive firearm or a Smith and Wesson because there's not a lot of t times you can say your friends Smith and Wesson. I. There's a there, Dan, I know yes because you can get an Ed Brown custom made firearm. You can get a Dan Weston, which isn't necessarily custom made, but it's a high end. You can get um, well, those are two good names. Uh, there's several other names, but the point is, yeah, I, I would, think a lot yeah. of people when you say my friends Smith, Smith and, and Weston, yeah, they know are what's here. up. They kind of know. If I kind of want to say Ed Brown because I you know say Ed Brown. They See, don't they, necessarily uh, know. Yeah, they, because yeah. I know. Yeah. Then, because I, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have to shoot somebody in my house, I mean, if it's gonna be a have to, right? So I'm not in any way for those listening. I'm not looking forward to that moment. But with that said, if they're in my house, mm -hmm. I want to make the most of the occasion because it's already gonna <laughs> suck. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Sorry. Make the most of the occasion probably isn't the right verbiage either. <laughs> Oh, this is when we do need those ditto cams because they needed to see you almost choke on your eggnog. No, I wasn't about to choke. Or spit it out. I was about to just spray it out all over what we have going here. But, but I'm saying, it's kind of, you know, what I always tell people about my dogs. I got my, my Doberman, so I have time to choose which gun I'm going to use to shoot the intruder. Otherwise, I'd have to just grab the closest one to me. Now right. I can go pick out which one I think would be the most Yeah, there you go. And, and and my fascination with severe weather is not that I have a death wish <laughs> no, either, just to be clear. I'm really, and I have been from a very early age, just fascinated by the weather and, sure. and what goes on with it and what happens. Well, and it's now like that when you pulled up, I was in the driveway. What was I doing? I wasn't out there because you pulled you up. Were, you were drinking uh, well, some I was drinking some Dutch, Dutch is what you I figured you were going to the mailbox. No, but. well, no. I was going out because I noticed the clouds were dark from a different direction, and I was curious. Oh, I'm like, go. hey, wait. That's like southeast. Why is that? That's not normal. So I was just kind of looking at the dark clouds. Yeah. It's interesting. Nature's 
fury is awesome. Yes. And I, in the true sense yes. of the word, it, it fills one with awe. Right. And so it's like, uh, that would be awful. But anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so <laughs> Sometimes it can be. It, sometimes it can be. So so all that just to say, it is intriguing. I don't think we have death wishes. But it's an interesting conversation that kind of dovetailed into other ones I yeah, had this week. And Yeah, and, and my uh, and I was talking about my radar app. I'll have that right. fired up. And uh, When is the time frame from what oh, we're saying? Oh, probably, hours, uh, you know, 5 o'clock-ish, maybe. Perfect. Uh, might fire up out in uh, just west of the metro. Because it's yeah. clearing off. In fact, it's probably clear or mostly clear out in western Oklahoma right now. And then we have a front coming in, a low pressure system, and all you the know, all the all ingredients the yes. for a great. Although there's not a lot of wind shear uh, today, yeah. so the possibility of tornadoes exists, but it's relatively low. Mostly, it's going to be some straight line winds and maybe some big hail with certain storms. But about my, you know, that radar Omega, I can get it. You know, you remember I zoomed in real quick. You were wondering how much rain you got at your house yeah. in some storm. And I said, "Well, let me check." And I could zoom in right, right to your to your block, right that you're on. And I had zeroed in on your house, and I clicked the. Uh, you know the estimated rainfall on uh, your house and it was whatever it was an inch and a half or whatever it was shocking is what it was yes and then i said i took a photo of it and sent it to you and said well here you go here's what here's what it says you know and <laughs> like, oh okay but it can do that and so and i you know was on my bike i told you the story i was on the phone with my uh, daughter here a couple oh, a month ago or whenever it was you know when they were under a tornado warning in norman and uh i had my watching tv and on the app and i took a screenshot of the app and it let me draw on it and i said hey here's here's where the circulation is and here's where you are so you should be good right you know and uh and that can be you know that can be kind of handy to have and that's the thing about radar omega when you do the premium thing which is ten dollars a month not you know um but it it has a quick a lot of the the apps the free apps that you can get on your phone or your ipad or your computer or whatever the you get a new image about every five to seven minutes mm. and which is fine when you're just kind of checking to see oh you know there it is or whatever but when there is actually the possibility of a tornado and it's getting close, you want a little more day, a little quicker refresh rate than every five to seven minutes. Right. Because it can move. Because it's way it's, faster than that. Right. And the radar Omega, when they put it into severe weather mode, the refresh rate is about every 60 seconds, which is a much better you know, you can get a pretty good idea then of, you know, what's going on. Yeah. And the only way faster is to have, like, you know, your own radar in your backyard. Which I'm working or, on. I know you are. I, I mean, you know, you, but we may, uh, I'll, I'll have to crank that up a little bit later on. Yeah, it'll be fun. You know. I don't know that it's going to work very well. I'm just going to be real. But speaking of the moon, uh <laughs> <laughs> which i we were at the very beginning of right the show. <laughs> yeah no i'm just back this is where we make the edit as okay. far as anyone listening knows we'll be right back to the moon conversation 
Well, we were, uh, you know, NASA's been talking about another mission right. to the moon because we haven't been up well. We've never been there. Some, I was going to some. I say we never have been there. and uh, But NASA's putting this off now until at least uh, 2025. Oh, dude, come on. 2025 what? ain't going to happen. Well, I thought you were saying that's kind of the beginning of the end. But it is, but that's the, the end. But the, that's all it the takes. The end that's might all not it, be no, until twenty twenty nine. Right? The they're just is. gonna they're just gonna scrap the mission and re- oh, okay. redo it. They're not gonna go to the moon. Well, maybe the mission in twenty twenty five will be to, to the uh, asteroid. Is to what the it asteroid. Is. Yeah. Well, we've been as you got here. It is ready. Press conference, guys. You heard it here first. Here's the press conference. Thank you, thank you, guys. Now settle down, settle down. What we're gonna do? I know you all know we've been training for the last five years to put man back on the moon just as we did so gloriously in june of 1969 what we'll be doing now july of 1969 well 21st of 1960 what we'll be doing now is going to save this planet we're sending up two teams because at nasa we double up we don't can't take anything to chance we'll be doing a slingshot maneuver around the moon coming up behind the asteroid where steve buscemi will try to shoot several people with a big gatlin gun on the armadillo on the asteroid where people will drill for oil something like that yeah it will be something like that um so anyway, they're gonna they're gonna the yeah they're gonna they're gonna put that uh, they're gonna put that off for a little bit because of uh, legal wrangling legal yes Dear over the Lord. SpaceX contract to build the Artemis lunar landing vehicle. There's a uh, kind of some shenanigans have been going on uh, there between Jeff Bezos and. Yeah. Elon uh, Musk over, you know, whose lunar lander, I guess, they're both developing, trying to develop something, which will actually end up being, what, a, an asteroid lander. You know what's exactly... The asteroid of a what? But here's a the pompous. thing. I'm just going to say this. Bezos hadn't got a prayer. He needs to just back out because all the dude has been able to do is go high. That's all he's done. He's uh, not done anything but yeah, fire right. a rocket straight up that any kid in chemistry class could figure and, out how to do. And then it comes right back and down. And then it comes right back down. At least freaking SpaceX is docked with the so-called International Space Station. And they've gone up and actually gone They've orbited. Into, and, you know, and... Uh, but, uh, you know, Elon Musk uh, has, uh, over the last couple of days, has lost, uh, what, $50 billion, I believe it is. Yeah, you know, and it's his so own fault. So that makes fault. it now he's only worth, I think, $200 billion. Is wasn't he worth $250 billion? Wasn't it up to that? I don't know. Or is that Bezos? One of them was like well, it, billion. Well, here's the thing. He gets on there. You know how he did it, right? What happened? So dumb. He gets on Twitter and he says, I'm thinking about oh, selling 10% yeah. of my stock. What do you guys think? I'll, advi- I'll adhere to the results of the poll. And so now, what ha- since that, the Tesla stock tanked, what, 10% or something like that? I mean, it was a huge amount. And it's like, what? But you know what? This is what happens when you have more money than you know what to do with. Who cares? He doesn't care. He just, he just lives life, does what he's going to do. How does that affect him in any pragmatic way? Uh, probably not at all. Think about this. Probably not at all. Everyone listening to the sound of my voice, none of you have that kind of money. I'm certain of it because only a tiny percentage of the planet do and they don't listen to this podcast and the reality is 
This man doesn't blink at losing $50 billion. $50 billion would buy multiple cities, small towns in the metro. Yeah. Multiple. 20. Yeah, probably would. Probably would. Uh, But that's... um, it's just kind of amazing that, you know, those guys have that kind of cash laid around. Although it's really it's not laid around. It's all it's all tied up. It's all tied up. It's actually it's as like, theoretical uh, as your hundred dollars in your bank account, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be real. It literally holds exactly the same value. Because it's not like if real you needed fifty billion in cash. Never happening. Yeah. Never I mean, happened. that's the way it is, you know, with right. most of the really, really rich uh, you know, it's all tied up it's and conceptual things and all like that think so about the reality there. wealth is conceptual it's just an idea yeah. it's not even yeah. real if yeah. i can convince somebody to give to that this house that i'm living in right now is worth a billion dollars then i'm a billionaire i don't have to get them to buy it i have to get the right person to say it's worth a billion dollars right yeah i mean let's practice practically if a person came and appraised the house for one billion dollars that's now my new net worth (laughs) i need to call that guy and it would be close to that net worth for your neighbors exactly they'd be they'd be just they'd be at 990 million because usually you know that's how things work (laughs) you know that's right uh but (sighs) money's not real people buy bullets buy food buy seeds you know that that is the that really is and it's looking more and more like something that you know people ought to do yeah you know that that sort of thing because the democrats certainly don't uh, and you know who knows about the who knows about anybody (laughs) now i mean inflation the uh, consumer price index is out and some other stuff where it shows that uh Overall, I think consumer prices are up 6.2%, uh, which is uh, the most it's been in 30 years. Uh, and, you know, most uh, people in government right now don't really seem to care. They don't really understand. All right. Well, I guess they understand. They just don't care. Right. And, you know, somebody asked uh, the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, Granholm the former governor of Michigan, energy secretary now you know what she was going to do about gas prices and and that's kind of what she did right you know she kind of laughed and she said well, I, you know i can't do anything opec controls it all well opec controls it now OPEC because you con- people have shut down our pipelines right. and you people have shut off our energy companies yeah, how much does opec be- control what's produced in texas not at all that's correct and we used to be in the very recent past the world's leading energy producer we had been self-sufficient until grandpa joe came in and changed everything and now we're dependent upon opec again and here grandpa joe was the other day asking opec to open up the spigots anymore and opec's like really when as you know he's the one he shuts down some of these areas in our country and then turns to opec and said we need your help yeah and they're like "Mm, don't think so right you know you're you got yourself into this mess so it's just and here he is they're talking about uh another pipeline right i'm like really 
And, you know, things like propane and heating oil are up around 50% in the last few months. Right. Gasoline prices are up 60%. And, uh, you know, 6.2 is the inflation rate that came out this morning. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the highest ever. So... Well, there's, I think it's I the mean, highest about 30 years. Back in the 70s... As far was, as I'm concerned, ever. Okay. Back in the 70s, it was worse than that. Yeah. In the uh, Jimmy Carter years. Right. But, uh, and that was, you know, things were so bad then. You know, we had a shortage of uh, oil and gas and long lines and stuff like that. Even Jimmy. Right. Jimmy and Rosalind, they were wearing sweaters in the White House. That's nice. You know, because we can't afford to heat the house that's a georgia so right we're we're wearing sweaters and we're eating our peanuts well yeah but they you can get always, those for free yeah 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 inflation <laughs> didn't you know when you grow them you can you know but uh no we're our uh things are not particularly good uh. right now and uh you know you are a gun owner don't tell everybody <laughs> well you know it everybody doesn't knows. matter because and the the feds know more about oh, yeah. you than they ever have. That's true. And, uh, you know, they are... Mostly because I put more than $600 in my checking account. Yeah, that too. But anyway, not to diverge too far off of what you're saying. No, this is, uh, you know, the situation where, you know, the uh, the government is trying to find out more information about gun owners. In just the past year alone, the Biden administration has stockpiled the records of more than 54 million mm-hmm. U.S. gun owners poised to drastically honor gun regu- uh, alter gun regulations to ensure that information on Americans who own firearms ultimately ends up in the federal government's hands, according to the in- internal alcohol, tobacco, firearms documents obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Now, they can... You know, they've had access to, to many of those, but there's some that they haven't had mm-hmm. access to uh, that they're trying to get, even though there are laws against that. Laws but, don't matter. No, they don't, because, uh, you know, here was just the other day that a federal appeals court stayed the Biden administration's uh, order or the OSHA regulations about private companies with more than 100 employees to require everybody to be fully vaxxed or uh, be tested uh, once a week. A federal appeals court stayed that ruling so that they can study it. And Grandpa Joe said, well, you know what? Everybody should just go on and and, uh, do this anyway. Right. I'm like, really? A federal appeals court has just stayed that regulation so that it cannot yeah. go into effect well, because the Dems, until they look at it. They and have, they're saying, yeah. hey, you know what? You should go ahead and do it. They figured out that the enforcement leg of the judiciary is the executive. Mm. So what happens when the executive branch is violating the law? Nothing. Well, not when a Democrat's president. Well, well if a Republican's right. president, then impeachment proceedings but here's, are underway. But if we go back to the like practical problem here with the checks and balances of this great nation, the judiciary branch has zero enforcement authority. They can simply interpret and say, here is the constitutional law. This is, this is the reality of things. That's all they can do. 
And after that, the enforcement of the laws is the result or is the responsibility of the executive branch of government. The making of the laws is that of the Congress. But when the executive branch will not enforce the laws, it doesn't matter what the ruling is. It doesn't matter what the law is. The enforcement is all that really functionally matters. And herein lies the functional problem. You get people who do not respect. Here's the thing people need to understand. When someone gets into office in the executive branch who does not strictly adhere to the Constitution of the United States, you have a coup because the leadership of this nation is is squarely put on the shoulders of the constitution so now what you have is an absolute coup d'etat of governmental control all quote unquote in a legal way they were voted in it's still a coup because they are not fulfilling their oath of office and the only way to then deal with that is for the congress to remove them because in the oath of uh, office they solemnly swear to defend and uphold the Constitution of the United States, so help them God. Yes. Protect and defend. Protect and defend. The Constitution. Not flip at the bird. Not flip. That's right. That's right. And so. Let's now, go, Brandon. According to, uh, I, I suppose, you know, there are some who would say it would, it would come down to uh, interpretation. Some people. That's on what the, the Supreme Court on does. The, on the loony left Ugh. would say that, well, we are you know doing that and on the right there's a no you're not right but you know although a lot of people on the left especially the extreme left want to get rid of the constitution i've explained to you the first person shooter games that i play on ps5 right Mm, if you have i have forgotten or it blacked out either one so the other the reality is one of the things that matters to me when i play paintball in real life or if i play a first person shooter game on the playstation is my kill to death ratio okay i'm gonna die i know that in those games when i play paintball i'm gonna get shot shot out and have to respawn but my goal is to have a positive kill to death ratio now my ultimate goal is to at least be two to one and my preference is to be better than that so for every time i die i've at least killed two people because then my team's winning let me guarantee the the federal government one thing i will have a positive kill to death ratio and i'll leave it at that you know the fbi is probably already on its way good If I'm sure if, they're monitoring this. If they're willing to lose the lives of two of their people, then that's fine. Because it's oh going to be at my. least two. Mm. I'm not going to let the Constitution of the United States, which I was... Like, listen, the world's going to have to deal with it. I was born July 4th, 1976. I don't have a choice. I was made for this. Yeah, you were. And there's nothing I can do about it. In fact, I was probably born the minute John Hancock put his big fat name on that declaration. Declaration. That's a okay. Why saying it up there? He should read only a declaration. So, so I'm, I'm just saying, man. Like, there's got to be a line. If there's not a line, the country's doomed. So I'm saying that's my line. Come to my house, try to take my firearms, and you'll not leave the house. Well, I think a lot of Americans way. feel the same way you do. Good, and that's why this country can't be ran by tyrannical people but they're doing it in such a way that people aren't noticing some people are noticing but not the masses the good news is it only takes three percent three percenters that's where you know i wonder i wonder how much the i wonder how much the masses care 
Less and less every day. That would be my guess. Less and less every day. Now, you know, the masses okay, who boomer, are right? uh, who are gun owners and constitutionalists right. certainly care, but, um, but they a all lot, have a lot of them. Yeah, they have, right. Everybody has a line in the sand, so to speak. And they don't all know where it is. That's or the funny a, part. a red line. And sometimes, it, I suppose, you know, in certain circumstances, maybe it moves. Probably. And it may depend upon certain circumstances or what issues you're talking about as to where your line is, mm -hmm. if you even have one. Some people may not have one at all. Right. You know, some people are probably perfectly content to have the government tell them what they need to do. And they, you know, provide for them, allegedly. <laughs> and, you know, you're more than happy to just bend over and take whatever it is they're going to give you. And uh, there was a, uh, you know, the other day just kind of went to viral. Somebody associated with the Biden administration, a kind of a lower down, not a higher up. Mm -hmm. But uh, somebody was talking to her about some of the energy situations and the problems with uh, the high price of energy and things like that. And she basically came right out and said, well, we're, as far as especially the smaller oil, natural gas, coal companies, she actually said, we need them to go bankrupt. We <laughs> need them to go bankrupt so that more focus will be put on clean energy, renewable fuels. Now, the problem with some of that... That's sarcasm. Yeah. The problem with some of that, that they don't seem to understand, or they're just not admitting, a lot of the so-called renewable fuels... Take fossil fuels. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are certain things that you cannot produce without fossil, fossil fuels. fuels. Yeah. So if you... <sighs> eliminate fossil fuels mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you also eliminate Renewals. or really reduce yeah, yeah. the other forms of it and so and i've done know, some dumb things and i'll do dumb things again yeah and uh so it really kind of you know you're just thinking what are they thinking what are they thinking mm. And um, they're thinking they want a global government. The only way to dude, Germany has commercials on their public television about sending relief to starving Americans. You know what? Uh, you know, you bring up. That's pretty good. I, I wish we would pay more attention to starving Americans than we uh, do to, uh, you know, giving uh, illegal uh, immigrants yeah. uh, half a million dollars. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, we have plenty of problems that we could take care of here at home, yeah. and you know, they, you know, that's and the way the administration has waffled around on this. You know, when Peter Ducey of Fox News asked Grandpa Joe about that, you know, he called it a garbage report. Right, it's not happening. Right, and then a few days later, the White House had to walk it back <laughs> because the ACLU that day. 
you, you know, sent out a statement saying, um, well, perhaps the president is uninformed about what his own administration is doing. Ugh. But this is happening. Wow. <laughs> and then, you know, a few days after that, uh, the uh, in the White House briefing room, they walked it back. And so, well, what he meant to say. And, uh, I, you know, and, that, and there's been some other about the pipeline in Michigan. Right. The Line 5 uh, pipeline that the administration, you know, had said, well, we're looking at, uh, you know, discontinuing this. And the whole, the, the, there is a pipeline there. It needs to be replaced with a newer uh, pipeline that's a little more efficient, you know, that sort of thing. Supplies, I believe it's mostly natural gas to some of those areas that need it, you know, to heat homes and businesses and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're saying, well, we're studying. We're, we may not. Uh, we may not allow that to happen. And so the White House was asked about this. Well, what's this about? Oh, that's not happening. Where did you get that? That's no. That's not true at all. Well, and, and guess what? Mm-hmm. The next day they had to circle back and say, well, actually, we are looking at that. Do you people not know what the hell you're doing? No. Apparently not. No. Hey, side note, if there are any people uh, in Oklahoma, we got Thanksgiving coming up, anybody in the greater Oklahoma City metro area and you don't have a place to go to Thanksgiving, uh, the Stream Race Network is, uh, hosts a couple podcasts on our network and the organizations that have those podcasts, a couple of them have joined up together uh, our Breaking Free podcast and the New Life podcast, along with Renewed You, those three organizations, or technically two, um, are hosting a free Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving for anybody who can make it to 13 something, 1301, 1300, 1301. I don't know. You can check it out at new, just go to org for the particulars, but because you will need a ticket anyway. So it doesn't matter if I give you the address, but it is a free uh, dinner. They're, they're going to feed about 400 to 600 people. Wow. Uh, or dinners, total dinners, which I guess is people. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. So if, uh, if you know of anybody who, and you don't have to necessarily, you know, be in need, although if you're that cheap that you're going to go get free Thanksgiving dinner, give a donation at least when you go yeah but either way and, and you know and some people because there are other places around the metro that do that do that sure. for pe- that anybody could go to you don't right. have to be homeless there, yeah, and there that's are the case for this one. That, anybody can go that yeah. do it specifically for the homeless and then right. there's other places it's like hey you know we'll do it for uh, anybody yeah. and and because sometimes people may not have a place to go a, pl- a place to go you know maybe their families moved mm-hmm. out of town or maybe you know, older folks whose kids are out of stand, they're not coming home for Thanksgiving, they're doing, or, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, that, uh, you know, you go in and lots of times that's yeah. done. That people and like I will said, go this, and that's donate, what this, you know, this 20 is. bucks or, you Any, know, whatever, to wherever they right. are. Absolutely, anybody can go. Uh, there, I was kind of being facetious and all that. Um, and, and exactly what you're talking about. Um, if we weren't hosting Thanksgiving at our house, it'd be more likely that we would go to spend time at that event too. But um, but yeah, this is a little thing. If uh, anybody wants to have a good Thanksgiving dinner and it will be good. Here's what I can say. Um, I've been a part of other organizations to do this and it's good. Like this, the people who've prepared that food has been really good. The people preparing this food, it's going to be amazing. The com- it's a company that's preparing it. Um, 
They had a restaurant out in uh, McLeod called Clarabelle's that they've since closed oh. down because they were moving. We've talked about that. Okay, right, right. So, um, but they have a catering company and their food is amazing. So anyway, just saying, uh, if you just want good food, and I know they're going to have honey baked ham. The turkey is going to be smoked. It's all smoked turkey, I believe. Gosh, I'm getting kind of hungry thinking about it, to be honest with you. But back to ranting about the evils of our society. Well, uh, I have a little breaking news here. All right, Kyle Rittenhouse. That, uh, no, not Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> uh, we can talk about that, though. Uh, but no, uh, Governor Stitt has just signed an executive order to stop the Oklahoma State Department of Health from amending state birth certificates. Oh. So I guess uh, that means that uh, the uh, health department was going to, I, I, you know, I don't know, I haven't read the details. Birth certificates? Birth, amending birth certificates. So I am guessing that what that means, I'll try to find some, try to find some details, uh, that uh, for people who are transgender ah. that they want that maybe their birth certificate says male gotcha. but they identify as female the department of health was going to go in and amend their birth certificate to instead of saying male to say other or female you know um why, why yeah, are we, yeah, here it is, here it is. Uh, Governor Stitt, uh, executive order to stop amending state birth certificates. The order was filed and uh, stated the Oklahoma State Department of Health does not have any legal ability to, quote, alter a person's sex or gender on a birth certificate, unquote, under Oklahoma law. The uh, health department announced it reached a settlement to allow state birth certificates to include a non-binary designation. Um, I'm gonna, okay, Governor no, Stitt, I don't even care, don't, no. Okay. I don't even, no. All right. No, this is stupid. It's stupid. I know you're reading the news, it's stupid. You let me tell you why it's so freaking stupid. You know what percentage of people actually should qualify for the binary? A lot smaller percentage than there are of left-handed people. Do you know how many things are not accommodating to left-handed people? No. A whole heck of a lot more that are not accommodating non-binary people. Okay, sorry, I was just reading the rest of what- That's uh, probably for the best. Say. I'm just saying, <clears throat> we are at the most basis. What do we do? In our country, we write left to right and top to bottom on a piece of paper. Uh-huh. You know what that means for a lefty? Smeared pages. All oh, yeah, day long. Yeah, it is. A, oh, yeah, yeah. It is. Well, now, that not, needs uh, to be fixed, by golly. Where's the ACLU? Every, not every uh, country does it that way. I know. Yeah, some do the other way. They do all sorts of... It, there's From no right to right, left. But we like are right. such a racist, bigoted so does country. That, does that mean that some of the... Uh, I think it's a lot of the Arab countries that do that. Does that mean there's more left-handed people over there than there are here? No. You know what it means? No. It's they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> They're not woke. Wokeness is a disease, people. Wokeness is a disease. We are different. You know, the left is trying to get rid of that phrase. Well, yeah, because it's it's freaking negative. They're There's hearing, not a positive thing about getting woke. Way, way too many people 
talk about it's too woke right you know it's wokeness gone amok or whatever because it's the, like, it's well, we ridiculous to, it's ridiculous man uh, we need to change i've that got a, the record button on this freaking console you know, you're, is doing, red. you're, you're uh, doing it again <sighs> the record button on this console is red <laughs> And I am not. <laughs> I am not making a federal case out of the gender specific. It's red or some stupid crap. Things are just the way they are. If you're not hurting somebody, the difference between this, you're taking a situation where people are being harmed. Their lifespan has been decreased. That's what I'm going to define as harmed. Okay, their lifespan is being decreased in a calculable way. Well, now wait a minute. Why uh, you're acting like that is what I'm getting at. the the okay. I, The idea here that if you don't switch my birth certificate to non-binary, then I'm being harmed. No harm is when your lifespan is being decreased. Well, all right, just to play, play devil's yeah, advocate, play your de devil's advocate, whatever you want. To do. Couldn't you say if if maybe they is their life not being harmed not in a no physical harm you know that they're about to die or no. that they will live a shorter life no but is it not being harmed because they're they're not being allowed pursuit of happiness or no. something no and let me tell you why Wouldn't that be a no, it's form not. of harm nope not at all because that form nope <laughs> that form of harm does equate to a measurable lifespan shortening all things being equal. And what I'm saying is every French fry I eat takes a little bit off of my life. Now, I don't know what the actual amount is, but scientifically speaking, I'm putting something in my mouth that's not designed for my body. My body has to process it, work harder, whatever it is, boom, my lifespan has somehow been decreased by a certain number. Now I can do things to get that back, okay? It's not irreversible, but I'm saying that action. So living a life of stress like this freaking podcast is doing for me this last hour <laughs> decreases my lifespan i can do stuff to get that back such as when it's over go outside and have more eggnog but either way you could also you could also stop uh, dipping your french fries in ranch Addressing. First you know, of all, that, that first of all, no, I can't. And you know that. <laughs> Why you bring that up, Randy? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm just trying to be fair. Uh, no, there is right. no, no, there's okay. zero. Right. This is ridiculous. Again, line in the sand. Dude, well, I, I guess right. I'm a racist, bigoted well, human. Obviously, obviously. I guess you know, I'm a racist, bigoted human. Yes. <laughs> there are some who would probably say that. Oh my yes. gosh, there's a huge number of people and, who would. And here's something else I heard today. I mean, this thing, Columbia University. <sighs> yes. Man. Columbia <laughs> University is ready to fire university employees <laughs> yeah over the improper use of pronouns oh yeah of course even if you accidentally like you know i guess if you say uh, someone who appears to be a guy and oh you no you call can't. No, that yeah. person you're out him See, but mm. they're actually Mm. They actually identify as female. Right, 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 right. Even if, because you're looking at that person and they appear to be 
a guy. No, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And you say him because you're insensitive. Go see him yeah. over there. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the the person there with the beard, and uh, you know, yeah, you can be. It turns out it's actually not a guy or doesn't identify as male. You could be fired. Yeah. Even though you didn't realize, I mean, you're, you know, you see somebody with yeah. a beard. You just kind of, you know, assume. Most of America thinks this is stupid. And I say most, 99% of humans who live in this country think it's stupid. What the problem is, is that of that 99%, probably half or more are in a position that say, I mean, it's stupid, but I don't care. Do what you're going to do. They will hold that belief until their kid comes home and says, hey, I know I'm seven years old. And I'm a boy, you know. We, we I've, I've always been, I've always assumed I'm a boy. But they were talking today about the, you know, just because you're a boy doesn't mean you have to be a boy. And I kind of think, I mean, I think I'm going to be a girl now, or I'm going to be. They said there's a whole other thing they can't even define. That's the problem. You can't even freaking define the other thing. So when that, when your kid comes home and starts saying crap like that, that's when the other half starts to care a little bit. Not because they're not supportive of their kid. Gosh, you freaking idiots who think that. No, but because you are supportive of your kid. Why would an institution such as a public education system bring about confusion intentionally? Intentionally. If a kid is already confused, go see a counselor, right? Support that. Do whatever you want to do. And I mean confused about anything, right? But if they're not confused, what is there to gain by confusing the currently not confused. I can tell you there is one thing to gain, control. Control begets power. And power is the drug that keeps them chugging along. Yeah, and uh, we need to start taking some of that away. And hopefully in 2022, uh, that will will start to to happen. Some are saying that, you know, it could be a, huge swing 60 70 um members from the house seats switch yeah but you know you've talked before about how you know you're not so sure that even if that happens right that the democrats lose the majority in both houses of congress and eventually lose the white house that it's not going to matter no it's not going to matter because the the end draweth nigh yeah <laughs> yeah oh you know hey i've got some news okay <laughs> go for it all right so um i am uh regularly featured on uh one two three four let's see several podcasts um this one uh i say featured i mean i'm like i'm on them yes um my brutal life and the renewed you podcast and the new life podcast so four that that you know regularly uh do shows once a week and then i have my other two podcasts that i'm on redux church and conversations with jeremy griffin i am going to be migrating the conversations podcast and the redux podcast likely migrating them and shutting those down um and then just do uh the podcast that i'm on so there's that okay 
And yeah, it's because here's the thing on this podcast, I get to talk about the thing. If you, if you listen to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about. Cause I just talk about it all the time. Right. And we just did, <laughs> uh, for the last 55 minutes, um, on the, uh, the Brutal Life podcast, I get to talk, uh, we interview people uh, on pretty regularly. And even when we don't, we get to talk about things that, um, the interview people is kind of the conversation side of what I normally do. Um, and then it kind of bleeds over a little bit into some of what Redux Church podcast was. And Redux Church was formerly named The Spiritually Wounded. And more of that content, people who've gone through struggles and hurts and pains and stuff, we can dive into that and talk about how they've recovered from that, how others can be helped with that. So, um, so it kind of scratches that itch for me there. And then the New Life podcast is on the other side of the Redux Church, more of the Redux Church itself kind of podcast where we talk about um, biblical principles, less not necessarily biblical, but spiritual principles um, and uh, give people tools and uh, encourage them in their spiritual growth. And then the Renewed You podcast is a little bit more like this, except with a bit of a topic oriented thing. And I'm not on that one as much, um, but uh, better in half the time, but not all the time. So bottom line is the other four podcasts I am a part of do the things that the two that I was doing by myself do. So I think I'm going to step away from those. And what I'll probably do is as I record some of these other shows, I'll put them on those channels um, and then kind of wean people off of them. Okay. All right. Little, uh, little update, little life update there from, uh, yeah. And you JG. can find all of these podcasts at streamgrace.com uh, on the front page there. And if it's not on the front page, because by the time you're listening to this, we've changed the website, just click on the podcast button. And if by the time you've listened to this and we've changed the podcast button to say something else like Metacast or something because of the new metaverse, then click that button. Okay. And if that doesn't work, um, find another podcast. <laughs> just keep listening here. Oh, golly jeepers. And uh, as we record this, on Wednesday, November 10th, Thunder with a game tonight in New Orleans. 2-0 and against the Lakers. 2-0 and against the Lakers, and uh, they have a two-game winning streak. They hope to turn it into a three-game winning streak. Sam and they doesn't. That, well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Probably doesn't. But they might turn it into a three-game winning streak tonight because their opponent, the New Orleans Pelicans, are 1-10. and ten. Right. Are they at home, you said? They're at home in New Orleans. The Pelicans yeah. oh, are at home. Okay. Uh, the Thunder will be back home on Friday hosting... Buddy Heald and the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Kings. Yes. That's fun. So uh, the Thunder uh, have a, probably have a chance of winning that game. So if, the, if right. the NBA expands, you think Seattle's the first city to get a team? Uh, my assumption is that they would get a team. Yeah, mine too. Because I, I think there are a lot of people in the NBA who would like to see that. And I, I, think, I think it would be fun to have a rivalry between oh. the Thunder and and the Seattle whatevers. And you, I think know, that would be you cool. know there would be a huge rivalry. And they've done, uh, you know, they sort of have a new arena up there. You know, they right, completely they redid, redid uh, Key Arena. For the Storm and the Kraken? Yeah, the, yes. The uh, Storm, that's their WNBA team, mostly for the uh, Kraken, Kraken. The, the hockey right. team. and uh, That's an expansion team. Yes, it is. That's right. So um, you know that I think I think that will uh, eventually happen. Now, as to when, you know I I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's speculation the NBA could do that, and and more than likely they would expand by at least two teams because you want to try to have even. yeah you want to try and keep it even. So St. Louis, 
That's my second guess. That's a that's reasonable, know. isn't it? Sure. <laughs> St. Louis used to be. They used to have used the, to have an uh, ABA team right. in uh, St. Louis, and uh, they have a very successful hockey team that's been there forever. The right. NFL has been there and gone, right? And of course, they have a very successful, tradition-rich uh, baseball. baseball team. Yeah. Uh, you know, there might be some other places as well. Uh, you know, there's uh, some talk about, uh, uh, you know, places on the, coast. maybe the, yeah, on the East Coast, maybe, or uh, also Las Vegas. Las Vegas has been talked mm. about some as well. Right. So, because Vegas is an exploding market now, all the professional leagues for the longest time stayed away from Vegas. Right. Because, you know, Vegas. Right. And gambling and all that kind of stuff. Now they've all embraced it. Sure. You know, DraftKings is a sponsor of right. most everything. And uh, and now... I think they're going to be late to the party if they try to put NBA in, in uh, Las Vegas. I'm not saying the market wouldn't support it because, I mean, heck... No, it, it probably, probably would. would it but, probably would. Because you not only do you have people who live there full-time you have so many people right and they're looking for things to do sure and how many times can you see you know well Siegfried and Roy is you're not seeing them anymore yeah you're not seeing them anymore you know what I'm saying but those shows they don't they don't rotate enough so you're you're looking for unique things to do and uh, you know really it quite frankly eventually it wouldn't shock me that uh, they they already have an NFL team you know how many had an NHL team it wouldn't surprise me if they had an NBA team and a, a Major League Baseball team as well. I eventually. think the NBA makes sense because you can, you know, work with a sixteen to twenty thousand seat arena and and be plenty. And but the other thing is, man, think about that. It would actually probably bring in a crap ton of tourism dollars because now all of a sudden fans that are thinking about traveling they'll probably travel to Vegas because there's more to do in Vegas sure. than just watch the game. And you know they wouldn't need to build. Uh, no. They wouldn't need to build a new arena. No. You know, you just put them Retrofit in the arena. It in a casino. It, well, no, they would just <laughs> put it where the hockey team right. plays. In uh, what, T-Mobile Arena, I think right. they call it. But you could. Which is uh, about an 18,500-seat state-of-the-art perfect. arena. Right. And uh, a lot of other NBA arenas are also NHL mm-hmm. arenas. So that's a, a fairly common oh, thing. Yeah. So, that, you know, they wouldn't have to... Um, you know, they would need, if they ever got a baseball team, they would need to build a baseball stadium. Although, you know, I, I don't know that arena, that uh, stadium where the Raiders play. Yeah. Uh, I don't know enough about it. I mean, it they may be able to configure that True. to where a baseball team could also Did play. They, I don't was know. that built for the Raiders? Well, it was built for the Raiders, but I don't know if okay. it was built specifically for as a football only right. or if there is... Enough room for a soccer field uh, for that. Well, there would... Yeah. Anyway, um, they just have to be wider. And, but wow. they would probably, more than likely, they would just build a, 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 Another one. a baseball I mean, stadium. it's all mob controlled anyway, so yeah. they're, they're fine. Yeah, there's plenty of money. Uh, exactly. We'll make them up at a camera. Just move a little further south in the desert. So yeah, like, whatever. I mean, you know. They got sure. a little room to the border. Sure. So then there's, uh, <laughs> so yeah, well, there is maybe Seattle. Oh, we're way over time. What am I doing? All right. Well, you know, it's not like we have to hit the news at the top of the hour. So well, now now we can't. Okay. (laughs) So we've already met. Well, you know, there's nothing good anyway. You really don't want to hear what's going on. Kyle Rittenhouse next week. We'll have a verdict by then. Yeah, we should. We should. He's testifying today in his own defense. All right, that'll do it for uh, us on an overtime edition of Scatter Shooting. Hopefully, we will be here next week. 
I'm sure we will. The asteroid's not supposed to hit. Oh, well, no. Next week, we're having the remodel, but we'll... Oh, that's right. The remodel. We may not be here next week. But it's because of a remodel, not because the FBI has taken (laughs) us off the air. At least that's what we're saying. That's right. All right. That's it for us. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you on the next edition of Scatter Shooting.